Note, this is the second part in a four-part series on the baptism with the Holy Ghost. For full understanding, it is important to receive this series in numerical order. The baptism with the Holy Ghost, with signs and wonders following, is it for today? Speaking in unknown tongues, laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, the nine supernatural gifts of the Spirit, are these things for today? What is the truth of this extremely critical issue? If these supernatural manifestations exist, will they not then in fact fully disprove the teachings of the unbelievers? Of course they will, but truth and facts have little to do with unbelief. Are you prepared to believe all that is written in the scriptures? Now for today's subject. God said, Mark chapter 16, verses 16 through 20, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. God said, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. God said, Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 47. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? God said, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, excuse me, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. Man said, speaking in tongues is a bunch of ungodly gibberish and supernatural manifestations of nearly any sort are not for today. The non-religious and the religious unbelievers deny its supernatural existence entirely. Now the record. This is part two in a four-part series on the baptism with the Holy Ghost. It will answer the ten questions listed in the first feature of this series. If you have not read or listened to Holy Ghost part one, please stop and do so before continuing. Question 1. What is the very first commandment Jesus Christ gives to his infant church? 
It must be noted here that in order to have a clear understanding of this issue, we must approach it chronologically, beginning in the prophecies of the Old Testament. For example, Isaiah 28:11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. Brother Paul refers to this in 1 Corinthians 14:21. In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people, and yet for all that will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Joel Chapter 2, verses 28 through 32. And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Brother Peter refers to this prophecy on the day of Pentecost in Acts two sixteen through 21 We proceed from the Old Testament to the Gospels of the New Testament, and then the book of Acts and the epistles. This necessary doctrine cannot be exaggerated. Receiving the baptism with the Holy Ghost is the very first commandment given to the church. The ministry of the Holy Ghost and being personally baptized with the Holy Ghost are foundational to all the responsibilities of the body of Christ. The Jewish feast day of Pentecost, also known as the Feast of Weeks of Harvest, or a first few fruits, excuse me, was a feast day similar to the American Thanksgiving. It was held the 50th day after Passover, and it was the very day that God, through Christ Jesus, baptized the initial followers, the first fruits of Jesus Christ, with the Holy Ghost. Pentecost is commonly known as the birthday of the church. The commandment to receive the baptism with the Holy Ghost is the last word spoken by the Lord and the first commandment given to the beginning church, Acts 1, verses 6 through 9. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Luke chapter 24, verses 49 through 51. And behold, I send the promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. The ministry of the Holy Ghost is so immensely important that Jesus speaks these words in John sixteen seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. The word expedient emphasizes the importance of the baptism with the Holy Ghost. To use a baseball metaphor, being born again places you in the game. The baptism with the Holy Ghost is making it the first base, and to score successfully, it is the first imperative. It is the last word of Christ and the first commandment given to the church. Question number two. Are people automatically baptized with the Holy Ghost the day they are saved? 
The baptism with the Holy Ghost is separate from the gift of salvation. It is certainly preferable to receive it the day one is born again, but in numerous instances it is received at a future date. Even if one receives it on the day of his salvation, it is a distinctly different and separate experience. The initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost took place in an upper room in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Those who were filled with the Holy Ghost were already believers in Christ and had been previously baptized with water. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty, rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 19, 1 through 6 shows the baptism with the Holy Ghost as distinctly separate from salvation. Also note that it declares three separate baptisms, it reads. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him that should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. In Acts two thirty-eight and 39, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as to many as the Lord our God shall call. The Word of God certainly settles this issue. Baptism with the Holy Ghost is a separate and distinct supernatural occurrence that follows the born-again experience. Question 3. How did the saints of old get baptized with the Holy Ghost? In the scriptures where specifics are given, the initial outward manifestation that comes when one is baptized with the Holy Ghost is that the recipient of the baptism will speak in an unknown tongue. An unknown tongue is unknown to the speaker. 1 Corinthians 13.1 refers to this supernatural phenomenon. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. An unknown tongue is not learned in a university, nor known by the speaker, but is supernaturally performed as the Spirit of God gives utterance. This is clearly stated in 1 Corinthians 14, 14 through 18. The Apostle Paul says this, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye all. The baptism with the Holy Ghost that took place on the day of Pentecost came with speaking in tongues. Again, Acts chapter 2 Verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, right, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, 
and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The first Gentiles to receive the baptism with the Holy Ghost were Cornelius and his family and friends. Cornelius was a Roman centurion of the Italian band. He had sent for Peter to hear the words of life. While they were believing on the Lord Jesus, a supernatural event took place. Acts 10, verses 44 through 47. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? The Apostle Paul ministered to the twelve disciples of John the Baptist in Acts 19, and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 6 reads, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. In the three instances above, which excuse me, where specifics are given, as people are actually being baptized with the Holy Ghost, they all speak with a new tongue. In Acts chapter 8, a group of believers is being baptized with the Holy Ghost. The specifics that transpire are not given, but it is certain that an obvious supernatural manifestation is taking place. One new convert who had been a sorcerer was so impressed with the miraculous manifestations that he wanted to purchase the ability to minister the baptism. Acts chapter 8 verses 18 through 21. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. The answer to question three is that when the saints of old received the baptism with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in unknown tongues. Question number four. How did the apostles recognize uh, one who was baptized with the Holy Ghost? The man who stood before the multitude in Jerusalem on that day of Pentecost, explaining the supernatural outpouring of the Holy Ghost and speaking in unknown tongues, was the apostle Peter. In Acts 10, 44 through 47, the Apostle Peter describes how he knows the group at Cornelius' house has received the baptism with the Holy Ghost. The passage reads, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues, and magnify God, then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water, that these should not be baptized, which have the received the Holy Ghost as well as we? The word for in verse 46 could be interchanged with the word because to read, because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. When Peter explained to the Jewish apostles and disciples how God offered salvation to the Gentiles, even as he had offered it to the Jews, he recites the following in Acts eleven fifteen through eighteen. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on our, excuse me, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? 
When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Peter knew that Cornelius in his house had received the gift of the Holy Ghost because he heard them speak in tongues, just as they did on the day of Pentecost. The following is a recap of Holy Ghost questions 1 through 4. 1. The last words of Jesus and the first commandment to the infant church was to tarry until they received the baptism with the Holy Ghost. Number two, the baptism with the Holy Ghost is a separate and distinct supernatural occurrence that follows the born-again experience. Three, when the saints of old received the baptism with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in unknown tongues. Four, the manifestation recognized by Peter at Cornelius' house, indicating that the people in fact had received the baptism was the Holy Ghost, is that he heard them speak with tongues. This is the end of Holy Ghost Part 2. Parts 3 and 4, God willing, will follow. Be free to believe.